You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode number 31 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott Worthington. I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in the amazing city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Vance, we are chilling here in uh, in your office. It is early, uh, actually, it's the last couple days of June. This podcast is releasing the first week of July. Um, hard to believe we are halfway through what has become a crazy, crazy, crazy year of 2020. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Talk to us, man. Yeah, man. Uh, even hearing you say that, you know, you realize the impact of what's happening around us in the world because we'd kind of gotten in a pretty good rhythm of recording these podcasts two or three weeks out from the date we actually launched them. But things are changing in every 24-hour cycle now so much that we've tried to wait to as close to release date as possible so as not to sound completely tone deaf mm-hmm. to what's happening in culture um, because from both uh, the pandemic that has, you know, been something that's caught the attention of the world to what's happened in America uh, with uh, the, the tension and the struggle around race and racial reconciliation and the gospel implications of that and the societal implications of that, um, there's just a lot, you know, happening in, in our world right now. And I just want to say as we begin to the leaders that are out there, uh, if you're listening to this and you're leading just know if you're still in the game and you're leading, man, props to you. These are some difficult days. I've been in pastoral ministry now for 30 years. Um, by far, these are the most challenging of my 30 years in leadership and ministry, um, particularly in light of pastoring a church, uh, being a white guy from Alabama, pastoring a church in a multicultural setting in a West Coast city. Um, in, in the midst of the societal uprest that is taking place right now has literally challenged me to my core as a leader. There have been days I want to quit, days I want to give up, days I feel exhausted, days I feel overwhelmed. So let me just say to you, if you're leading and you're in the midst of all this, just know that you're not alone. Know that there are leaders that are facing everything that you're facing, and this is when leaders really matter most. We have an opportunity Uh, to be agents of change, to be advocates, to be voices, to leverage our voice for the sake of the gospel and the peoples of the earth and the peoples of our our cities. Um, So just hang in there, man. Don't don't make um, major life-altering decisions in the midst of the emotional struggle. Mm -hmm. These aren't the moments to make the big decisions. These are the moments to rest on what you know and to lead the way you've biblically been grounded to lead and let that navigate you through these difficult waters um, and just just hold on don't do it by yourself uh, you know we're going to talk about this in a minute but but make sure the good people around you um, and just keep going on man uh, tomorrow's a new day mm. every day's a new day and we just keep pressing forward um, and so just be encouraged leader if you're listening that you're not alone that a lot of us in leadership are feeling very alone very frustrated very exhausted um, but God's grace is sufficient, and thankfully, there's no exception clause on that. Hmm. 
Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully that encourages you no matter where you are right now in the world listening to this podcast. Um, if you're just tuning in and maybe you're new to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast, um, like like I just mentioned, uh, this is episode number 31. And so we have uh, we have a lot of episodes that you can go back and, and catch up on. You're actually entering into right now in episode 31, um, the middle of a conversation that Vance and I uh, started last month. And so um, last month's episode was called The Best Thing I've Ever Done for My Leadership. And uh, really started a conversation uh, about something that Vance has done for about 30 years now um, that has uh, has changed his leadership more than anything else. And, and it's not a book. It's not a TED Talk. It's not a one-and-done fix thing. It is a daily grind. And I'll kind of let him unveil that again if you're just tuning in. But we, we are kind of jumping back into that conversation because the, the conversation was so good last month that we kind of cut it in half. And so, Vance, for those that didn't get a chance to listen, they go back to the last episode and get all the details. But what, again, is that the best thing you've ever done for your leadership? Yeah, for me, it's, it's really simple. Early on in my Christian journey, somebody challenged me to daily read the proverb that corresponds to the day of the month. 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, 30, 31 days in most months. And so daily you read the proverb that corresponds to the day of the month. Um, people are listening to this on July 1st, so that would mean Proverbs 1. Man, you're just reading in Proverbs. And so now for 30 years of my Christian journey, I've been daily reading the proverb. And the book of Proverbs, it's, it's really a book about wisdom. It's understanding and seeing life from God's perspective. That's really the definition that I like to use of wisdom, seeing life from God's perspective. And there's so much in Proverbs about leadership. It was written from the perspective of Solomon, who was the king, one of the most wise, uh, well-known leaders to ever live. And there's so much wisdom in there about leadership that it's impacted my life tremendously. So I talked more about it last month, but that kind of gets it back on the table, just daily reading the proverb that corresponds to the day of the month. And what we're doing is just pulling a few nuggets out of the years of investment in proverbs and just kind of walking through those. Yeah, and I can attest to that. I have been... um been mentored by Vance now since 2007 is when I started just coming to hope and kind of sitting under his leadership and seeing that play out on a daily basis. Just all the times I've heard Vance quote Proverbs. Um, so that wasn't just a, uh, that wasn't just a sales pitch for getting you in the book of Proverbs. This is something I've seen him lead. Um, for me, it's been about 13 years, but I know uh, he's going on 30 years now of leading uh, just wisely out of what he's learning from God in the book of Proverbs. And so like he just said, last week or last month, we started a conversation on some proverbs on leadership. So this is a leadership podcast. If you're listening to this, um, you are leading in some capacity. And so last month, uh, there's four that we're, we're looking at over these two months. But last month, we looked at the first two, these proverbs on leadership. And Vance, just kind of take us down memory lane for a minute. What are those first two? And again, if you um, are like, wow, that's good. Where can I get more of that? You can flip back on your podcast feed to last month. And he really unpacks these first two. But just to tee it off today, Vance, what are the first two that we discussed last month? Yeah, last month, the first thing we talked about was it takes a team. Uh, you see this over and over again in Proverbs, one place in Proverbs 13, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That's Proverbs 13, 20. But that's over and over and over again in Proverbs. And the bottom line is the relational choices I make set the environments from which decisions will be made. So it's important that you lead as a team. You see it modeled in Scripture. We talked about it last month. But the first one was it takes a team. The second one was don't make decisions on an island. Again, in Proverbs, for example, Proverbs twelve fifteen, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. 
over and over. Probably out of the 31 chapters in Proverbs, I'm just going to guess that in at least 15 chapters, maybe more, the proverb, uh, the, the book of Proverbs addresses this idea of seeking counsel, not making decisions on an island. To make decisions on an island is a very foolish thing to do. Hmm. So we talked about both of those last month uh, on, on the podcast. So number one, it takes a team. Number two, don't make decisions on an island. Today, we are jumping into number three and four uh, for this month's podcast. So Vance, what's number three, proverb on leadership? Yeah, and even before I give it, let me just uh, give a shout out. Uh, if you're interested, if this intrigues you and you want to dig deeper in Proverbs, we're actually at Hope right now teaching for three months through the book of Proverbs. And so I'm dealing in greater detail with some of these things and then other topics that we're not addressing in this podcast. So if you really want to dig deep in Proverbs, you can jump to our Hope website. And Scott, we can put that in the show notes, a link to the sermon series. But we're dealing with Proverbs uh, as a church family as well. Uh, But number three, after those first two, would be this, that managing people is always messy. Managing people is always messy. There are no perfect people, and there is no perfect hire. When you add people to your team, there's never a perfect hire, and there's never a perfect person. If you want to learn more about hiring from our perspective here in Las Vegas, Back in February of 2020, uh, which seems like a really long time ago now, 2020 feels like dog years, Um, but we did episode 26 on sailing the seven seas of hiring, and I give seven practical applications about hiring, but it doesn't matter. You can follow all seven of those and arrive at the hire that you know is the hire for you, but there's still no perfect person and there's no perfect hire. Every person on your team will be messy to some degree. And leaders, as you hear that, I know for some of you, you're hearing that and going, man, that resonates because I know some people on my team that are messy. But here's what you also need to know. The same is true of you and me. You and I are messy, too. One of the things that's important as a leader is what I call self-awareness. You need to be aware that you have some messiness about you as well, and you need others speaking into your life. But the reality is, as a leader, managing people is always going to be messy. And here's where you see that in the book of Proverbs. This is one of my favorite Proverbs, and it's one that a lot of people read over and go, what in the world does that mean? It's Proverbs 14.4. Here's what it says. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. I know you heard that and thought, what? I thought he was talking about people and messages, and now he's talking about oxen and barns and cattle. What are you talking about? Where no oxen are, the manger's clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. Here's what the writer of Proverbs is saying. If there are no cows in your barn, there is no mess to shovel. But if there are no cows in your barn, there is also nothing being produced by the livestock. Hmm. If you have cows in your barn, there is produce, but there is also something that has to be shoveled. Here's the leadership reality as it pertains to managing people always being messy. The higher you are in an organization, the more time you will spend with a shovel in your hand. The higher you are in leadership in the organization, the larger percentage of your job is going to be kind of cleaning up the mess of the people that you are managing. That's a reality in Proverbs. Managing people is messy. But here's an important word in the proverb. It's the word much. 
Did you hear it? Where no oxen are, the manger is clean. But much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. The word much in Hebrew is a word that means more. It means abundant. What the writer of Proverbs here is saying is, hey, if there's no ox, there's no mess. But if the mess is there, there's going to be revenue. The question you always have to ask is this. Is, the, is what this person bringing, is bringing to the team of more value than the mess that I'm having to clean up? Is what's being produced worth the messiness that I'm having to deal with? If it is, if it's more, if it's great, if it's adding value, then the messiness is worth it. Now, the people that we're managing don't have to be perfect. We don't need perfect people. What we need on our team are productive people. Don't mishear that. I'm not talking about the excusing of ungodly character. I'm not talking about an integrity issue. But the bottom line is when you have people on your team, they can be men and women of integrity. They can be men and women of character. But there may be something about them. For example, being somebody who's in pastoral ministry, one of the things that I do as a pastor is I work with creatives. Uh, Scott is, is the leader of our creative team. Now, here we go. Let me go ahead and say this about Scott. Scott is an anomaly. Scott is a is a highly creative, but also highly detail oriented person. So I'll just go ahead and say that about Scott. But being in pastoral ministry, I work with a lot of creative people on our team. Creative people tend to not be as administratively inclined. So there's a messiness that goes along with managing creative people. But here's the thing. Without those creative people, we miss so much as a church, as a fellowship, as an organization, as a body, as a people. So what I'm always having to evaluate is, is the messiness of, of what's having to be cleaned up in this area worth what's being produced at the same time? And that's the key question for you as a manager. When what you're shoveling is greater than the value then it's time to make a very hard or difficult personnel decision. Up until that point, listen, that's the job of the manager. The job of the manager, the job of the leader is to have that shovel. That's what we do. We move that stuff out of the way to free the people up to do what they've been called and gifted to do on your team. But when what's being shoveled is of more significant effort than what's being produced, then you have a decision to be made. So number three, managing people is always messy. That's awesome. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking about a mess in your organization or in, on your team. Uh, what a great question to ask. Um, is what this person is bringing to the team of more value than the mess I have to clean up? That is very good stuff. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have one more today. Again, we have an awesome, awesome episode, uh, a last episode to check out for the first two. Number three was managing people is always messy. Uh, Vance, this fourth one, um, man, good stuff. What, what are we looking at for the fourth proverb uh, of, for leadership? The fourth leadership proverb is words have weight. Words have weight. The writer of Proverbs says it this way in Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, that's a proverb that transcends the Christian community. People that are not Christian quote this proverb, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's not only quoted in the Old Testament. James in the New Testament says something very similar about the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What the writer of Proverbs is saying there is that words have weight. But here's the principle for you and I as leaders. The power dynamics involved in leadership makes this even more true. Here's what I mean by that. The people you lead see you 
and hear you very differently than you see you and hear you. Because I'm talking to leaders right now. And here's what I know, leaders. You see yourself like I see myself. I don't see myself any different than anybody else. I get up every morning. I put my pants on one leg at a time. Mm -hmm. I have to brush my teeth or my breath's going to stink. I'm just like everybody else. But the people that I lead see me differently. I'm somebody that they look up to. I'm somebody that they are to be uh, uh, submissive to as an authority in their life. I'm somebody that they respect. I'm somebody who hopefully and prayerfully by the way that I've led have earned an even greater level of respect from them and in some ways admiration from them because of the way I live my life and the way that I lead them and the way that I challenge them and have helped develop them. So for all of those reasons, there's a power dynamic at play with those that you're leading where they don't just see you as another person. They see you through the lens of leadership. So anytime you use words, words have weight. Even speaking to peer-to-peer, words have weight. But when you're talking about a leader, man, your words carry significant weight, even more than you realize. You can say something that you think is at one level, but man, when it comes out of your mouth because of your position, because of the influence that you have in the lives of those people that you're talking to, there's so much more weight. And that's what the word writer of Proverbs here is saying, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So as we think about that, there are three aspects of using our words wisely. Number one is what we speak. We need to make sure that we're saying the right thing. And again, Proverbs talks about this in Proverbs 21, 23. The scripture says, he who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from trouble. The word guard means to watch over, to be careful, to preserve, to protect. One way, uh, one aspect of speaking wisely is to carefully choose the words that we speak to make sure we're using right words. Another example of this on the negative side in Proverbs is Proverbs 12, 18, where the writer of Proverbs says, there is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. The word rashly is a word that means thoughtlessly or flippantly in Hebrew. So here's what the writer of Proverbs says. The wise thing is to guard your words, to, to use your words flippantly or thoughtlessly or carelessly or in an unguarded way is like walking through a crowd with a sharp sword and just waving it everywhere. So here's the leadership lesson. The unguarded mouth is a dangerous weapon that can wound everyone in its path. And I personally had to learn this the hard way. Uh, for the first 10, 15 years of leadership in my life, to be completely honest with you, I hurt a lot of people because I did not always choose my words carefully. I didn't always say the right thing. Um, I had to learn how to choose words more carefully. I didn't understand the power of my words in somebody else's life. Um, so I would sometimes say the wrong thing and had to, to be honest with you, it was, it was getting married and then getting, uh, having a wife in my life who loved me enough, who had enough uh, relational equity to point some of those things out um, that helped me. Uh, but listen to the exhortation that James gives us in James chapter 4. He says, do not speak against one another, brethren, period. The word speak against means to speak down to or about. James forbids that. And that's what I would do often. I would, I would speak down to someone. I would use my position of leadership to, to speak down towards someone else. And I often did it in the context of a team meeting. 
I would be in a group in a meeting, and as the leader, I would just deal with one person in the context of a meeting, and I would speak down to them in front of everybody else. And it wasn't until I was kind of being coached by a guy in our church who is a retired executive, HR executive with Apple Computer, and he taught me the principle of one-on-one meetings. And what that meant was there are things that you deal with in the team meeting, and then there are things you things you deal with in a one-on-one meeting. And if there are issues that need to be addressed, don't do that in the context of a team meeting speaking down to someone. Guard your words carefully in a one-on-one setting in a way that's corrective, but also encouraging and building up. Do that in a one-on-one setting. So to, 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 to speak wisely, we need to be careful with what we speak. It's saying the right thing. Number two. We need to be careful with how we speak. We need to say the right thing in the right way. You can sometimes say the right thing, but you can say it in the wrong way. Listen to what Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, verse 4. A soothing tongue is a tree of life. Proverbs 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. What do all three of those Proverbs have in common? They all speak to the attitude of my words, not the content of my words. You can say the right thing in the wrong way. I recently had to to, to ask someone for forgiveness for doing this. I had a guy on our team, on our leadership team. Um, It was one of those days where I'd gotten, you know, I told you a moment ago as we started this podcast that this has been an exhausting emotional time in leadership. And it was one of those days I'd gotten two or three of those emails that just kind of had me on the defensive. And then I found out about something that I needed to address in the life of one of the leaders on our team. Rather than waiting until the appropriate moment, I had gotten these other emails. I was already in a situation where my hammer was cocked back. I was ready for a fight. I chose that moment to confront this person on my team, and I, I, I said the right things, the things that were said needed to be said, but I said them in the wrong way because my heart, my spirit wasn't right. And so wisdom is not just saying the right thing. It's saying the right thing in the right way. Paul instructed us in the New Testament in Colossians, let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how to respond to each person. That's the heartbeat we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then the third aspect of this is not only what we speak, the right words and how we speak it the right way, but when we speak it, saying the right thing in the right way at the right time. Again, listen to Proverbs. A man has joy in an apt answer and how delightful in a timely word. Proverbs 25, verse 11, like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. It's possible to say the right thing in the right way, but at the wrong time. I did that recently with my daughter, my youngest daughter, and uh, told her something needed to be said, said in the right spirit, but man, it was just at the wrong time. And I had to go to my daughter and ask her to forgive me after my wife pointed out to me the wrongness of my time. Um, I just wasn't sensitive to that. But when she said it, as soon as she said it, I was like, boy, that's so right. So I had to go to my daughter and ask for forgiveness. So so this leadership proverbs are it takes a team. Don't make decisions on an island. Managing people is always messy. And words have weight. That's good stuff. I encourage you uh, maybe spend uh, some time just going back uh, last month as well as this month. There's so much 
Um, again, these are these are these types of podcasts are ones that maybe right now, as you're driving, as you're sitting at your desk, you're thinking, I don't really have a place to apply that right now. Um, but hopefully, you just kind of bookmark these uh, in your feed. Um, there'll be a, a situation that may come up in your leadership where you will have to go. Wait, I heard something really good on that. I do that a lot with podcasts and books. Uh, and so, Vance, thank you, man, for just just sharing that wisdom with us from the Book of Proverbs. Um, and again, we just started a new month, so if you are not already in that daily rhythm of opening the book of Proverbs to the day that corresponds uh, to the day of the month. I encourage you to do that. Today, this is, uh, if you're listening to a real time, this is uh, July 6th is when this uh, podcast launches. So uh, today, open up God's word and read Proverbs chapter 6. And uh, um, maybe 30 years from now, you will have just this ongoing, just kind of, Vance sometimes just speaks Proverbs, just, they just kind of flow out. It's kind of a weird, uh, it's kind of a weird Yoda thing that you got going on, Vance, where he just kind of constantly, Vance is, is, is taking a sip of his LaCroix right now. <laughs> but uh, but Which seriously, is what Scott got me started on, yes, by the way. Yes, um, but yeah, hopefully that's something you can work in your life again. I, I've been doing it now for, for about a decade and I've even seen just in my life, just ways that, that the Lord kind of brings these Proverbs. I mean, you're hiding God's word in your heart and, um, you know, it's a slow daily discipline grind. It's not a one time, uh, read a book or be, uh, watch a Ted talk and become a great leader. So Vance, thanks for modeling that. And, uh, man, hope you guys are doing well this summer. Uh, enjoy July and we will catch you for another great episode really excited about the one we're doing in August so make sure you tune in for the August episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast you can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.